Welcome back to another episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach, Danielle Shelton. Tonight, I am speaking with Mr. John Slocum. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. All right. So we met through Facebook and um, I put out like a little blurb for authors that wanted to uh, promote their books on Tips and Tricks. And uh, I heard from Mr. Slocum and he has a book out. The name of that book is The Science of Feeling Good. But before we get into details of the book, tell us a little bit about yourself, John. Well, yes, um, I'll tell you why The Science of Feeling Good was uh, created. Uh, I, I suffered a stroke and uh, you know, I mean, a severe stroke with, with paralysis and uh, no memory for the first couple of years. And I was at a point, you know, after several years of suffering with the stroke, you know, I, I just wanted to feel normal. I, I just wanted to feel good. So after realizing I wasn't really making any progress in terms of my healing and, and taking matters into my own hand, uh, I, I learned a lot about uh, uh, what makes us tip, you know, what happens to us when we have a stroke. And uh, since I wanted to feel good and I found out about the things that makes us, re that helps us to re recover and feel good, you know, that's what I named the book, The Science of Feeling Good, because I started feeling good and I wanted to share that information with other people. So stroke recovery and wanting everyone to feel good. And that's how I got started uh, with the book. Man, I love to, I love your story and your testimony. So tell me a little bit about like the, the moment when you started to recover, like, get me, get me back to that place. Cause you talk about paralysis and no memory. Like how do we get from paralysis and no memory to recovery? How do we get, you fill in the middle for me. Sure. You know, I, I had this, I, I wasn't sick when I had the stroke. I had the stroke while having another procedure in the hospital Okay. and on my back uh, to repair a, a herniated disc in my back. Uh, the surgery went fine. However, I did not wake up after the operation mm. and because they were still fluid in, in my throat, they could not read, they could not introduce the uh, breathing apparatus again. And it took them a couple minutes to get that breathing device back inside. And, and during that time, of course, you have a stroke and you know, other cardiac events. Mm. So because it happened in the hospital, they were very, very good in making sure that they did everything possible for me to recover. So that I was being picked up every day, taken to physical rehabilitation, taken to psychology and a psychiatrist once a month. Mm -hmm. And after several years of that, after not making much progress, it was seeing a doctor, I had a young daughter at the time, and my pediatrician, her pediatrician uh, mentioned to me that if you don't take this into your own hands, you're never going to get better. Oh, wow. And, and she gave me some advice on what I could do to re get the memory back. Uh, we, we talked about neuroplasticity. We, we talked about uh, acupuncture, you know, for the brain. Mm -hmm. and, and the main thing was just getting the memory back so I could really remember who I was. So it, it, it started, you know, with that, you know, getting treatment, acupuncture, you know, and, and doing these studies and, and really taking control of my recovery. How, you know what, I, I deal with people in the middle, right? 
So mm-hmm. that is part of my, my ministry, part of my assignment is getting people from one space in their life, from their lowest point, past the middle to understand that there's more. How did you get yourself through your middle? Because what I have seen is there is a growing trend of people giving up in the middle and throwing it in the towel and just deciding they don't want to do life anymore because they're in the middle and, and they don't see another side. And those of us who have made it on the other side, we know that other side exists in the middle can sometimes feel like it's never going to get better, but it yeah. does get better. So how, yeah. how did you make it through the middle? Like who inspired you? Was it self? Like tell, get me through the, how, how did you make it through such a, such a horrible time? Mm. Yeah. Like something that happened to you that you had no control over. How did you take that and decide I am going to fight for myself? Remember I had a, a young daughter at the time. Yes. And, and now she's not a young girl anymore. After five years, I'm taking control of, 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 of who I am. But uh, during the time of, while she's growing up and, and in school, we, we bought this uh, butterfly project. You know, you, you get the caterpillars, you, yes. you watch them develop into uh, butterflies. And, you know, I did that process with her and, and seeing, you know, this caterpillar almost dead, you know, go through that process. It, it's like everything's falling apart before this beautiful monarch butterfly emerges. Right. And I, I never forgot that. And, and I used, I told her, I said, sometimes things are at their worst and it seems like you're going to die. And, and here you are, you know, with all of your glory. And, and, and I really just experienced the same thing. You know, I was taking almost 30 different meds. Uh, some of the meds, you know, the mental meds, you know, one of the side effects were thoughts of suicide. And, and I actually got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. And, and I really tried to take myself out. But mm. you know, I, I am a believer. And, and at that time, I had given up everything except hope. Right. And uh, you know, it just got to a point where after I failed and miserably failed in, in trying to, you know, take my life, you know, I realized that, you know, there was something else controlling this whole. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't your time yet. It wasn't your yeah, time yeah, yeah. And, and really, I, I just had to surrender to love. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I really remember laying down and crying and, and just just releasing to Almighty God said, you know, it, it's not my will. You know, I, I surrender. Mm, those words, woo, those words will take you out. Yes. <laughs> when, you, yes. when you start saying I surrender, you know, you better Let me tell you something. Careful. For me, that, <laughs> that's a big thing for me, you know, I'm, Based on my background, and, and, and I mentioned that we, we talked about trauma previously, you know, I had to make sure everything was done perfectly. I was going to be the best at everything I did. And, mm. and I accomplished quite a bit, you know, in, in my career. You know, I was like the only black pharmaceutical executive in the country at the time. I mean, wow. I, I'm signing the checks for our employees. You know, when I say executive, you know, A-level exec, <clears throat> excuse me, and I had a few other things going on. Things were going really well. And this was a source of pride for me, right? You know, look at what I've done, but it was really all just to mask the pain inside. But with with, with all of that success that I had, you know, for me to give up like that, to surrender, 
was a huge thing. But I tell you, Danielle, it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yes. Yeah. Once you, once you give it over, it's hard to give it over. <laughs> it's a struggle. But once you give it over, it's almost like a relief. It is. That takes place. There's a, there's a peace that happens and you're like, you know, certain things that I used to worry about, I just don't worry about anymore. Yeah. And, and one of the things I did, uh, as you just said, uh, for me, it was very important to feel good. I just knew that I needed to feel good. And, and after doing my investigation and my research, and you know, I'm a natural researcher. I mean, that, that's my thing. I, I used to buy encyclopedias uh, at the store when they sold them at the grocery store. If you bought $20 worth of groceries, you paid a dollar, you get an encyclopedia. I mean, I was into it like that. So I, I'm doing all this research and you know, feeling good has lots of benefits, right? Right. Uh, you, you, you lower your stress level. Uh, you, you boost your immune system, and, and and there are a lot of benefits. And if you have illnesses associated uh, with stress, uh, some of those are practically melt away if, if you're feeling good. So I was able to create several uh, methods or techniques for us to 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 use or to yeah to use to feel good, and it involves using the using the breath, which is our superpower. We, okay. we all have to understand that the breath is a superpower. Remember, when the man was made, the man was, was, the body was there. The body did not come to life until that breath of life was given to the man. When a child is born, if a child does not take that first breath. Mm. Yeah. And it's absolutely the last thing that we do. So that breath is a gift and we actually give it back when we exit this realm. So once we recognize, you know, I recognize. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> I never, I never thought about it that way. Wow. That's, okay. that's not out. That's a gift. And then once you understand that and you tap into that, see, I surrendered and, and I asked God, you know, help me to understand this power that we have inside this gift. And, and that's what I've been blessed with, you know, made the miraculous recovery from this stroke, but more importantly, you know, I was able to, I had the energy to go in and deal with all of the traumatic things that had happened in my life. And now I can show people what they can do to overcome these things. But the superpower, our gift, our treasure is the breath. Wow. And after that is how we feel. Our emotions are everything. If, if we don't feel well, we don't heal well, and we can't really deal with other people very well. Mm. But when we get everything in harmony, when we feel well and then we know how to regulate the nervous system and use it in harmony with the breath and use it with our emotions. And then we practice that even smiling, you know, releases feel good hormones. And yes. if you just smiled every day and, and did that, you're going to release these hormones. So I've, I've really narrowed all of these powerful things down to a science and, and, and have a procedure that everyone can practice. It only takes two minutes. You're going to feel the impact immediately. But if you surrender to love and let love be your guide, this will transform your life in literally less than a month. I, I'm, I'm talking, I've heard, seen people transform in no time. Wow. Wow. Well, you have this book, The Science of Feeling Good, but you told me before we got on that you were working on another book. Now, am I able to ask the, the title of the other book? 
Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's it's called emotional. Most of us really haven't had the opportunity to investigate who we are inside. Right. And everything that's happening in the world is really taking us away from that. Mm. And 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 then if we're if we want to put some attention on who we are, we don't. Then we don't have the energy because we're dealing with everything else that's going on. If we're having problems in the family, if we're having financial problems, forget the divisions that exist all over the country. Right. But we have all of these other things going on. And, and even if we pay attention to ourselves, we really don't have the energy to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm showing everyone how to reclaim that energy because you're using that superpower inside and it works. I mean, I, I, I have a... a, a Routine that I do, it's a breathing routine and it's about, you know, stabilizing, you know, it, it's, it's anti-aging, you know, it's, it's, it's revitalizing. And I, I think for almost 70 years old, I'm doing well. I have a one-year-old daughter. Wow. So these things that I'm doing, it works. They, they wanted to do an operation to replace my knee last year. I did these procedures. I was dancing last night. I didn't permit them to do <laughs> A knee replacement. So what, what I'm talking about, this power, this, this is not ordinary thing. We're talking about supernatural. Right. But uh, all of the things that I had before, I, I take no medicine. I have no pre-existing conditions. I'm wow. in better health now than I've ever been in my life. And I was an athlete before, mm -hmm. but I've never, ever felt this good. So just by dealing with your drama, not drama, trauma, just by dealing with your trauma, getting yourself help, breathing, handing your situations over to God, smiling, you're telling me you're able to heal yourself. You can heal yourself. You've heard of the placebo effect, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. If, if, if a person can heal themselves just by believing they can get better, and then I also include that in, as, in, as part of my recovery process for everyone. You know, just get your mind right first. Right. And if, you, if you have the right belief system, I mean, that alone could possibly get you where you need to be. But, but you then, know, we're so we're so trained to take something. Yes. We're trained, we're trained to do. We're trained like, oh, I don't feel well. I need to take something. Oh, I got a headache. I need to take something. Oh, I'm, you know, my arm hurt. I need to take something. Like. That's society has really trained all of us to need the pharmaceutical company. So we can say, oh man, my, my hair isn't growing the way I want it to. Let me take some pills. My nails aren't growing. Let me take some pills. Like that is the culture right now of let me take something. So when you introduce just the art of being able to heal yourself and you don't have to take anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to make a lot of people second guess. Does it really work? Or, yeah. or you know, maybe, look, maybe tell, tell them to take some baby Tylenol so you can get the feeling of taking something <laughs> and it not be. Listen, all, all of the drugs that, most of the drugs that are out there, they're imitating what we produce naturally in our bodies. Right. For example, uh, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors you know, SSRIs, and it's, 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 it's to replace the serotonin that we naturally produce in our body. Wow. Uh, 90, 70% uh, of serotonin is in our gut. There's an exercise that we can do to, well, smiling also is one of those exercises. 
to increase the production of that serotonin. Wow. Uh, endorphins, the word morphine is taken from endorphins, which is our natural painkiller. So, Got it, okay. And even uh, what, what is uh, dopamine as well. So that there are actually dopamine substitutes out there. So everything that they're, they're making in the pharmaceutical industry is a weak imitation of what we produce in our own bodies. Wow, that is, that is insane. Yes. So I am going to wrap the show up, um, but I always wrap up by putting myself in the hot seat um, and asking my guests if they have a question for me. It's okay if you don't, and it's okay <laughs> if you do, but I want to switch the tables and uh, put my own self in the hot seat. So if you have a question for me, I am listening. Yes, my question would be, how do you think this information would benefit your listeners? Oh man, I get a lot of health and uh, fitness people, nutrition people on my show. And I have a lot of audience that reach out to me and they wanna know how can I feel better? How can I, how can I run better? How can I walk faster? How can I, and a lot of people overall really want to be healthier and they want to avoid taking supplements and taking, you know, all these things that they say they, that you need to take. I have a lot of patients who have um, medical issues and they just want to know, how can I just get off of, instead of taking 10 of these things, how can I get off of them and maybe take five? Exactly. Um, so I think when people tune into this and they realize that healing lies within them, I think they're going to be willing to go check your book out. And I think they're going to be willing to put some of those exercises into place. And they say, you know, if he can do it coming from a stroke, and paralysis, I could do it. So I, I feel like you are going to touch so many people. And I think this book is going to touch so many people because it's another way to heal yourself. And it's it's like that missing puzzle piece. Because I get questions all the time about how can I be healthier? How can I do this? And I'm just like, you know, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can only offer so much. I can get the experts on the show. But I, there is, I am limited and I know my limits. So right. barring that I know my limits, I love having guests on who have experience that can say, hey, this is something I have done. This is something that I have put into practice. This is something that other people have done. And this is what works. Right. Well, everything that I have is uh, science-based. No, nothing is my opinion. And it, it's all based on how we're made and also the latest research that's been done. Uh, for, for instance, uh, Stanford University did a study on the top breathing methods uh, recently, and they've identified the number one breathing breath work that you can do and get the most benefit out of it. Wow. And it's called cyclic sign. And, and most people have never heard of it because they just released that study in December or January of this year. Mm. So, so it's, 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 this is what I'm about. You know, I'm all about science, but also bringing together spirituality and a little religion as well. But right. uh, we're at a point where they're all converging 
Uh, I heard some scientists recently say, talk about that they don't want to mention God, but they discuss this conscious benevolence that is everywhere out in what they call the quantum realm. So that's just, <laughs> the people, I just have to say this. People get on my nerves wanting to say everything other than God. Yes. They want to say universe. They want to say quantum realm. They want to say, you know, Pluto, Nebosis. They want to say every, everything other than God. It is okay to simply say that there is an existence that came before me. Yes. And I think that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves about the new age spirituality is it's very ego-centered and ego-driven um, and nothing else exists outside of self. And it's okay to just admit that there are things that exist outside of us. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I couldn't agree more. As you mentioned, we're living in a time where you can say one word and, and, and suddenly you're canceled for saying something that was normal. Oh, they're going to cancel tricks. They're going to be like, oh, look at She said God on her show. I'm done. God, right? right? We ain't listening to her no more. <laughs> Listen, I had a young lady uh, who followed me and she said, why do you mention Almighty God? And I said, wow, because that's how I made this recovery. You know, none, none of this was on my own. I mean, I, I was led to everything that we're talking about. I, I certainly wasn't looking at trauma recovery. I was ready to kill myself. Oh. So it was almighty God that saved me. And I will never, ever shy away from that. But I, I'll, 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 you, I may use the word love as well, because God is love. Yes. Uh, and on that note, we are going to close out this episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach and John Slocum. See you guys later. Peace. <laughs>